Hey everybody, today is our first real episode with our new co-host, Caitlin, and as new things go, adjusting to a third co-host took us a minute to warm up, so stick with us. We are exploring apologies today, and I can promise you this conversation goes deep and wide-ranging as we give examples and we dive into how we can give and receive better apologies and how this can really change any relationship from our relationship with our kids to our spouse and everything in between. And we hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you to everyone listening. We really appreciate all of our listeners. Hope you enjoy. Hey everybody, this is Tara Lynn, and I am in charge of editing the audio for podcasts before we publish them. And on this podcast, the section where Caitlin and I share our high fives for the week has a like a lovely tapping sound in the background that is impossible to take out. So I'm just letting you know that Caitlin's high five for the week was going to the lake with our family and her little baby was like thriving in the sand. It was so cute. And my high five was that I actually said no there was a three-day trip and I just came up for one day because for me my biggest weakness on time is I say yes to everything that I want to do and it's really hard for me to say no to things that are fun and so but I had just come back from a vacation with my in-laws and I knew that just going up for one day would work for me and be fun. And if I tried to go all three days, it wouldn't be fun anymore. So I successfully said no to something that was going to be a little too much for me. And my family totally supported me in that. So that's my high five. Then we'll move on to Felicia's. All right. My high five is to a brilliant little tool that um, a lot of people recommended to me when I mentioned that Wes had um, some gas issues. And Caitlin told me about it also. It is called the Windy, mm-hmm. and it's made by Nose Frida, the same brand, so we'll link it. And <clears throat> actually, a friend of mine, Danielle, so shout out to Danielle, brought one to my house, the saint that she is. That is yes. a saint. She Ooh. recommended it, and then she's like, oh, I'll just rent it over to you. Like, no big deal. I'm like, oh my gosh. So she brought it to my house, and it's basically this little, I call it the butt valve. Mm-hmm. It's basically like a little straw thing situation that you stick in their bum hole (laughs) and it just releases all the baby's gas and beware poop a lot of times because a lot of times they're constipated and it is the most amazing thing like I can just tell she'll be kicking her legs and her belly will be kind of tight and then you stick it in release and it's quite satisfying if any of you like popping zits it's that same level of satisfaction (laughs) Just releases all the gas, and it's the best thing ever. Though I have read, so if you guys do look into it, if you have little gassy babies, that it can, if you use it too often, it can make it so that they don't learn how to relax their little butt muscles because they rely on it. So try to just, for my research, use it sparingly. Use the butt valve sparingly. (laughs) But it's a brilliant brilliant little tool. Yes. So high five Mm. to the windy. Whoever invented that. Love it. That's awesome. All right. Speaking of Wes, Wes is with us today. She's here. So She's if so you cute. might hear her. Some squeaks. And yeah. we're, and you can, we can all smell that delicious smell right now. So I wish we could pass that on to you guys, yes. but we can't. Wish we could send scent through the phone. Yeah. Um, so today we felt, um, actually, Terlin felt a little inspiration to talk about apologies 
today. And so we all started researching it and brainstorming. And wow, it really, when Terrell first brought up, let's do an episode on apologies. I was like, Terrell, that sounds so boring. (laughs) I did not want to do that. We need to do, we need to amp it up. Like we're not doing an episode on apologies and come to find out that is a natural defense towards apologies (laughs) that we all think I know how to apologize. I don't need to listen or learn on how to apologize better. And so after delving into this, I realized, yes, I do need some definite apology work. (laughs) And it is much more, it is more wide, uh, all encompassing than we think. It touches all of our relationships. It, it's a reflection on ourself. And I think that during this pandemic time, if you will, but just with everything going on in the world, it feels relevant. Our relationships are, I feel like we're more exposed to all of our people in our life. Mm -hmm, I feel mm -hmm. like there's much more apologies needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think, although I was looking down on this topic, it is going to be much needed for me specifically. (laughs) It's fun because as we were planning it, all three of us throughout the planning, we're like, oh my goodness. Needed. I, I need this in my life right yeah. now. So yeah. Yeah, seriously. this is going to help all of our relationships a lot. Yeah. So first, we're just going to get out of the way the concept of over-apologizing because I know a lot of people, when they hear the topic apologizing, they think, I mean, right now there's a lot of conversation in the world. There's books written about it. Um, and it's, a, it's an important topic, the idea that oftentimes we are apologizing too much. But when I say over-apologizing, I'm talking the saying sorry for things you don't need to say you're sorry about. For example, um, in one, we have an article here we'll link that this woman went to a convention and this conference and there was these women who were super qualified and these amazing women getting up to speak and they all started out their talks with, oh my goodness, I didn't even think I should be asked to be here, but here I am, you know, like kind of had to apologize for even being there, for being qualified. For like their successes. And they yeah. noticed that, she noticed that men in the same conference never did that. And there is that kind of concept of sometimes I feel like we just say the word I'm sorry because we feel like it's a filler, like apologize for existing, apologize Mm -hmm. for being successful, apologize for being qualified. And I think that we could just eliminate from our Mm -hmm. vocabulary altogether. Or little things like in the store, if you're just instead of saying excuse me when you're if you bump into somebody or you're getting close or whatever, Mm -hmm. you can just say excuse me. You don't have Mm -hmm. to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like. Sometimes we do say sorry in times where it's not needed and it comes across as just we're not worthwhile or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think with that, like we can eliminate saying sorry and still be considerate. So instead of saying, sorry, I bumped into you, it's just like, go ahead after you. Mm -hmm. You can say a lot of Mm -hmm. other things Mm -hmm. and just not say, you don't have to say sorry because then it just becomes, I think we realize after, I hope after listening to this episode and after talking, you'll even just like in the short time before this, I think we all realized how much we were saying sorry. Just, just yes. as like a filler, yes. yeah. you know, it's very when easy it's to not say. Even needed. Yeah. I, sorry, I was going to say I think there's also an element to it with women, and there's probably some men that feel this too. But we feel like we have to do and own. I feel this even with kids and babies, where I'll be asking Parker to do something when it comes to the kids. I'm like, I'm sorry. Can you do this? Or I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, it's like a preamble. I need to apologize that I'm not doing it, even though it, they're both of our children. So mm-hmm. I think as women, sometimes we, 
we apologize for not doing every single thing mm-hmm. when we really don't need to apologize for that. Mm-hmm. So let, let that yeah. go. Totally. Our responsibility. Yeah. It's an unnecessary sorry. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. My favorite example of over-apologizing that really applies to me is when you're talking with somebody. This happens to me a lot with Caitlin. When I have one-on-one time with Caitlin, she's a really good listener, and I find myself just like word vomiting on her pretty much. <laughs> I mean, like a whole 45 minutes will go by, we're hiking, and I, she hasn't even said a word. You know, I'm just like going, and, and then I'll say... I'm so sorry. I have just been talking and talking and talking. Tell me about your life. And every time she's like, okay, first of all, no need to apologize. Like I am here. We're here connecting. I love listening to you. That's what we're doing. We're here to listen to each other. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying, I'm sorry for speaking, we can say something like, or I'm sorry for venting. You can just say, thank you so much for listening. Mm -hmm. Now tell me about your life. Yes. That would be a much more appropriate thing to say because when you're having a good conversation with somebody, you don't actually need to apologize mm-hmm. for speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So our words are valuable. And I think, I don't know, that to yeah. me is like one of my biggest takeaway from over apologizing is when can I replace I'm sorry with thank you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked that because I think sometimes we can just say thank you. So if it's, yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for being there for me rather than sorry for complaining or sorry mm-hmm. for this. Or mm-hmm. instead of saying, sorry, I'm late. Thank you for waiting. And I just thought that was like a little easy kind of hack that we can Mm -hmm. all do instead of saying sorry. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it just goes a long way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And at the root of it, it's not apologizing for being just alive, just being you for living your truth. Community. If you want to get corny. Yeah. 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 And I think with that, what we kind of talked about too was when we do say sorry too much, it almost is... It, it can kind of be annoying for the, I've never felt this like with any of you guys, but it can be annoying for the people that you're saying sorry to. Cause then they almost yes. feel like they have to be like, Hey, no, it's okay. Like yeah. they almost yeah. have to like stroke you and make mm-hmm. you feel better. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's like annoying for other, like the people yes. receiving the sorry when it's just an, an unnecessary, unnecessary sorry. Totally. You know? Yes. Yep. So when we started looking into, okay, what are the best resources on a true apology Um, we came across Harriet Lerner. Her book on apologies is Why Won't You Apologize? She has many books. Um, We haven't read Why Won't You Apologize, but um, we want to share her rules for apologies. And these, I mean, mind-blowing. I think each of them Mm -hmm. in and of themselves. Again, I thought apologies were going to be boring, but guys... So, and we found her through Brene Brown, who's one of our favorites. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty awesome. Yes. Yeah. When you hear little Wes is making some noises for you guys Mm -hmm. in the background. That's not Caitlin. (laughs) Okay. So the first rule is a true apology does not include the word, but so instead of saying, I'm sorry, but you step, you did this, or I'm sorry, but this is how I felt about the situation. Um, it is just sinking into that moment of apology, which is how Harriet describes it of, we can just say, I'm sorry for the percentage of our wrong. So even if you feel like the situation you're in is only 30% your fault, you can still own with a simple, I'm sorry for your percent of the problem. Mm -hmm. And I thought just that visual of sinking into the moment of the apology was so it just like rang true for me that if we can just let that be its own 
moment in and of itself and not trying to fix what happened or explain away the situation. It feels very sincere. Yeah, a no strings attached thing. Exactly, yeah. And after I, I listened to some commentary from Harriet, I had a situation with Parker where he got super frustrated because our lawnmower wasn't working and I thought his reaction was so over the top. <laughs> and I I said to him, I said, is it really that big of a deal? And he got, that just obviously made him more mad. And so, you know, we have this little tiff, he kind of storms out. And when I went out to him, I could have said, I'm sorry, but your reaction was so extreme. Like it mm-hmm. was it that big of a deal. Did you need to get that mad or I'm sorry, but you really need to control how you react. It's not that big of a deal. But instead I was like, okay, I'm going to try this out. And I just said, I just went up to him and in this moment. There wasn't anything else that really needed to be said. I just kind of hugged him and said, I'm sorry. And it really was like a, Oh, that felt really good. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to explain. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. knows, of course, how I feel. Mm-hmm. I just could just say I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So I loved that. So. I love that too. I love the idea that when you're in the apology, that is the time to take accountability for your, even if it is only 30%. Right. That it's not the time to address that other person's mm-hmm. 70% that bothered you. Mm-hmm. That person's reaction, that person's whatever. Mm-hmm. Brene Brown, in one of her interviews with Harriet, says, so I like... I think in my mind, I'm sorry, but you were being an a-hole. Yeah. <laughs> so what do we do with that? And she said, you can have that conversation, just not during the apology. Uh-huh. Pair it not with the apology. So mm-hmm. yeah. you can simply say, I'm sorry. Apologies are only time to for your own actions. To actually apologize. So take out the butt out of the apology. Yeah, I like that a lot too. And I think, I think sometimes it's hard to remember, okay, I don't know, like... I sometimes just want to address it then, but I like the idea of just taking another time to then address. And, and I think something that we talked about too is with kids, even it's good to remember with kids, like instead of I'm sorry, and then using that time to like teach them, but you know, you shouldn't act this way when you do this instead, just say that I'm sorry. And then use the teaching moment for maybe another time when you're mm-hmm. separated from the sorry. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. like that. Cause we talked about this, but sometimes with kids, we don't really think about, we just think like, there's not, we can just teach them at any time, but sometimes an apology is just that sink into the moment and let take all the strings out of it, you know? Exactly. And that teaches them how to apologize. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A true apology. So I like that. Um, the second rule that Harriet Lerner has is that a true apology keeps the focus on your own actions and not on the other person's response. So instead of saying, and I realized I'm like actually totally guilty of this. So an example is instead of saying, I'm sorry that you felt hurt by what I said last night. That's not really an apology because it's like, I'm sorry that you felt this way. I'm not really saying sorry for my actions in that. So instead, it would be something like, I'm sorry about what I said at the party last night. It was insensitive and uncalled for. So I'm just apologizing for my own behavior. And I know that I've, I've like when I said, when I, when we talked about this, I know I've done that before. Mm-hmm. I just think, mm-hmm. I'm sorry that you felt that way. But in reality, it's like, no, you know, cause I think sometimes it's easy to be like, why well, it was unintentional. I mm-hmm. obviously didn't mean to, but a lot of times we do do things that are unintentional, but it does mm-hmm. still hurt the other person. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. so it still warrants an apology. Even if we maybe think that that other person shouldn't have felt that way. It's yes. an apology nonetheless. Yes. You know, I thought this rule for me was probably, I don't know. I think for most of us, we do try to explain it away and, um, 
think of it as a time when it's a gift for us. And that's what Harriet says. It's a gift to, oh, sorry guys. Miss West is sad. Um, to think of it as a gift for yourself that if you, if you take that time to do a true apology and you can set aside your ego, it really is ego that you're going to be weaker or you're saying that the other person didn't do anything wrong or you're going to lose your edge like your leg up on them or you're admitting that you're not perfect. All of those things, those are all things that I've felt when I'm debating how I'm going to apologize. It's like, no, I need to get in my side, make sure they know I was actually right in this way or Mm -hmm. I don't want them to think that they have that over me now that I've apologized Mm -hmm. or that they didn't do anything wrong. Right. Heaven forbid. Right. 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 Totally. And if you can set that aside, I think it's huge. And I love that little ego flag. Anytime we have the feeling we don't want to do something because it's going to put us beneath or above somebody else. That's a good flag that you're operating in ego because we truly aren't above or below anybody. And that perception or that fear is just part of the ego. So you can just recognize it and then set it to the side and it's, you can just let it go. Mm-hmm. Okay, the third uh, uh, rule of apologies is that a true apology does not overdo. It stays focused on acknowledging the feelings of the hurt party without overshadowing them with your own pain or remorse. So this one is huge because I think, ah, like an example of this that I've seen before is, you know, I've seen a wife apologizing to her husband for something that she did to hurt his feelings. And then she said, Oh, I'm such a terrible wife. I'm such a terrible person. Mm-hmm. And the husband was like, wait, hold on. No, that's not what we're saying. Like, and then he had to like help her feel better. Right. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So yep. instead just say, I'm, I'm sorry for saying that, that really hurts your feelings. You know, that's what I'm sorry for. Not for my entire being. And now I'm going to beat myself up so much that now you have to feel like you have to build me back mm-hmm. up right. because then the apology just turns, you're turning it's it from an apology the person. Now you're turning it back on yourself and that's not even an apology. So anyway, that's a good reminder. Cause sometimes I think we feel like by overdoing it, we're really doing a great apology, but we're not, we're just bringing it back to us yep. mm-hmm. and we're defeating the whole purpose of the apology. So mm-hmm. I love that little tip. Yep. All right, and number four, and we kind of touched on this before, but a true apology doesn't get caught up in who's to blame or who started it, which I think this is the classic the classic apology problem, I think, in marriages because we have these, <laughs> these like deep-seated little problems that have been running for a long time, and it seems like you need to say, I'm sorry, but... Because you did this, that's why I acted like mm-hmm. that. Justified. The need to feel yes, understood. Justified. Doing it. Yeah. And I think that's like a, it's so hard to break out of that because we all want other, the other person to see our point. But I think just remembering you can address that at another, another time. time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, so the next one is that a true apology needs to be backed up by corrective action. And I love this because it's like, we can, you can say all the good things, like all the things that we've mentioned, you can say all the good things to an apology, but if there needs to be an action taken and it's not, then it's kind of like nullifies Mm -hmm. the entire apology. So, um, and, and I think it kind of depends because obviously not every single apology warrants like a total restitution. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. sometimes it is just, Hey, I'm sorry that I said this and whatever. But, um, if there is an action that needs to be taken, doing it, 
makes so that the apology has weight, you know? So an example is, you know, if your friend mentions that she's paid for the last few dinners, then you can apologize and then explain that you'll pay for the next few and actually Mm -hmm. do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And there are times this gets a little tricky. I think when it comes to things that are actual weaknesses in us. So for example, maybe you get impatient sometimes and you apologize for being impatient Mm. and you try your best never to be impatient again. Right. But realistically as a human, you might be impatient some other time in your life. And I believe that even if there are things that happen again, I think anytime you hurt somebody, you can still apologize for it and try your best not to do it again. But when it comes to just human weaknesses, I think it's okay. Like if my, if my kids see me get impatient, I'm going to apologize every time, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even knowing that I'm not going to live my life perfectly patient forever. And I'm going to take actions and do things to help me be more patient. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think there's kind of a little, a slight distinction there between, I love the example of paying for dinner. That's an easy, I'm going to do this next time. So I'm not an empty apology Mm -hmm. versus this is just a human weakness that because it hurts you, I'm going to apologize to you. Mm And know that I might have to apologize for this again mm-hmm. later. And then you kind of start getting into tricky things. I think we all have things um, where, like for me, it's being late. Like, I want to be on time and I apologize mm-hmm. when I am late. I know that sometimes you can say, I'm thank you. You know, thank you for waiting instead of being late. For me, I apologize because if I'm if I'm like a certain amount late, for me, it like warrants me saying, I'm sorry for keeping you guys waiting. Mm-hmm. But there's a chance, pretty good chance that I might be late to something again mm-hmm. and I will apologize again, but take steps to try not to do it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So there's kind of a balance here between being humans mm-hmm. and also trying to make steps not to keep repeating the offense. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think we just give ourselves a little grace there totally. and do our best. Mm-hmm. And give giving peop- other people the grace as well. Because I do think it's sometimes easy to say, like, to say sorry, but then knowing... Because I think sometimes, too, maybe people resist... I don't know, like maybe you don't want to say sorry because it's like, ah, but I know that I might like, yeah, I might do it again. But it's like, I don't know if someone apologizes to me, even if they are going to do that wrong again, the apology does go a long way. And like Mm -hmm. I do, it does make it, Mm -hmm. it means a lot. So, and an exception to this, maybe not an exception, but simply just down the spectrum from this, we're talking about fairly benign things here, but I think there are times when it comes to repeat offenses that when you start delving into abuse and addiction, that that's when the person being apologized to can choose whether or not what boundaries they're going to set. And it mm-hmm. might say, you know, thank you're you for saying you're sorry, but you can't be a part of my life anymore yep. <laughs> or whatever that is. So as we're talking, I don't want anybody to hear this and say, oh, my husband keeps beating me, but he says he's sorry. So it's okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, yeah, I think that's a whole nother realm down the yep. spectrum of things that setting healthy boundaries and perhaps giving space is the best way, but we're talking about kind of benign on the benign realm here. Yeah. But, um, anyway, so that's just a little, yep. little uh, side no, note there. Yep. I always am like, I always feel that when I'm talking to, we have such a wide listenership now mm-hmm. and I never want anybody to hear any words we say and think it's an excuse to put up with abuse in your mm-hmm. life. Right. Right. So. We talked about this a little bit, um, when we were planning the episode and, this is all of us just chatting. This is not anyone's um, psychiatric or any psychologist has said any any professional saying this. But um, I was sharing that with my mom. And those of you who have listened, you know that um, she 
she was, well, she is an alcoholic still. And it was hard. I, when I hear this, I think, but a, to me, when you're in that deep, an apology doesn't actually mean anything then. Like, I don't even want the burden of you trying to apologize because your actions aren't going to follow. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a certain point where the action has to come first. If you're going into these like deeper, harder, more damaging mm-hmm. <laughs> subjects. And I, that's obviously, that's just my feeling mm-hmm. about it. And so, yes, these are benign issues. Not, <laughs> these are, I was late for lunch. Or these are small <laughs> marital things that we're dealing with. But when we're getting into to stuff like that, there's probably a whole different recipe. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love that perspective though, that from somebody, I mean, you've dealt with an addict that to you, the words have lost their meaning mm-hmm. and actions are the only thing that are, is an apology at this point. Yep. So I think that's a good perspective and yeah, we are not clinical psychologists. This is just our own experience mm-hmm. and what we've read. And so I think that's a good thing to remember. Okay. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back with the last four of Harriet Lerner's rules for apologizing and we'll go from there. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rule number six for apologizing is that it requires that you do your best not to repeat the offense. So we we already really delved into this quite deeply, so we're not going to spend too much time on it. But, and this I think goes into what Felicia was talking about, when you're going into the deeper offenses, and that is that passionate expresses, expressions of remorse are empty if you don't actually put effort into changing the behavior, specifically mm-hmm. when it comes to more hurtful things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the next rule is that a true apology should not serve to silence another person. And I think we all do this more than we think. And probably a lot of times subconsciously is that when we say, I'm sorry, we think that there shouldn't be, the person shouldn't have any more feelings Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. that thing. Why are you still bringing it up? I've, I've said, I'm sorry. Like that should be the end. (laughs) And a big part of the apology is allowing the other person to have whatever feeling back that they're going to have about your apology or the thing that happened. And it's just, it's not a quick way out of a hard conversation. I love the thought that, and Harriet said this, Harriet Lerner, that an apology is an open door to more conversation. So it's not, I'm sorry, 
let's move it's on done. and never talk about it again. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a softening mm-hmm. to open it up. And she, oh, in this interview that I read, this vulnerability blows my mind. Uh, the interviewer asked her, when, what is the best apology she's ever received? And she said that her husband, before they got married, had an affair with somebody. Like mm-hmm. they, had, they were committed to each other, but not married yet. And she said that he brought it up to her. Like she didn't have to discover it, which was a huge. And then she said he still brings it up now and they've been married for a long time to see if she wants to talk about it just to say like he's holding that space for her that like just because we've like healed and i've said i'm sorry doesn't mean that it might not still bring up pain for you so he'll actually bring it up like Mm. how are you feeling Mm. and to be able to go there as the person who's the offender is huge 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 and that shows i mean what an apology to be able to actually like i'm willing to go to that space of pain with you when you want anytime you want even if it's decades after Mm -hmm. not i apologize this is done let's Mm -hmm. get over it Mm -hmm. it's if i cause this pain in you i am willing to go back to that space with you if you need to at any time Mm -hmm. it isn't a matter of it's done you know forgiveness has been given it's a hundred percent she even says forgiveness is complicated there it doesn't have to be a hundred percent or nothing mm-hmm. which i love that idea that it isn't like oh my gosh this should be just done mm-hmm. so that's that's a good rule yep the next rule is that a true apology shouldn't be offered just to make you feel better if it risks making the other party feel worse. Um, and this is kind of an interesting one, just that not all apologies are welcome. So like thinking about if making amends is part of your healing process, but it, it might cause harm to the other person, maybe find another way to heal, which I think was kind of interesting. It's kind of an interesting part of an apology. Like maybe mm-hmm. that your typical apologizing isn't the right way. And I think in abuse and addiction situations, this is probably, yeah, this is where the, this is the most relevant yeah it's that the other person has created probably a boundary that you've hurt them so much that they don't want your interaction Mm -hmm. at all so for you to go and try to say sorry to them is is hurting them more than if you were to just let it kill yourself and then if there is a chance for corrective action, at least that I think of it that way is then show them and then maybe that will heal your relationship. But sometimes there's been so many false apologies that they're kind of, they're calloused and they're, they're, they hear you coming and it's like, oh, please no, because it just yeah. means more hurt. Yep. Yeah. I, when we first read that rule, I was like, wait, when would that even apply? I couldn't even imagine it. And then when Felicia pointed out that in those deeper situations of hurt, there are times where that... It makes sense. It makes yeah. a lot of sense. And I think that's really good to remember. There are times where the situation has been so bad, so hard, that, and a person has set a boundary that they don't want you in their life. That could be just more Which hurt. goes into this last rule, really. Yeah. The last rule is that a true apology recognizes when I'm sorry is not enough. A serious hurt or betrayal requires repair work over time to restore trust. So words for small things sometimes can go so far. Mm -hmm. And even in those times of, um, big betrayal, the words, I'm sorry, oftentimes still help, right? It isn't that we're saying don't say it, but recognize that it is not going to be enough. You're going to need more, perhaps years of showing that you are trustworthy in your relationship, that you're faithful to your marriage or whatever it is that you're working on repairing. That's the that starts with I'm sorry and continues with action over time. And 
something that Harriet Lerner really focuses on is that when we apologize to somebody, we don't require their forgiveness. Our apology is not conditional on them giving us forgiveness. So it isn't, I'm sorry. Do you forgive me? Do you forgive me? Will you please forgive me? The forgiveness is theirs to give in whatever portion or amount of time that it takes for them. It could be a never forgive. It could be a, I forgive you 50% after a few years. It could be a, we get to 97% and that's where we stay for the rest of our life. But that is for the person who has been wronged. For you as the apologizer, you give the apology sincerely and then release them of their decision to forgive or not to forgive. Mm -hmm. In fact, she says, if you ask right then, like, do you forgive me? You're actually robbing them of their process. They need to process what you've even said Mm -hmm. and let it sink in and decide even where they're at. And again, sometimes things take time. Forgiveness for some people, uh, there's some beautiful stories that I've read throughout history, actually of times of moments of God given forgiveness where you know, you get that flash and you can release that person. Like mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Corey Ten Boom from The Hiding Place in World War II, where she had like a moment of like, I'm hating this Nazi prison guard who hurt my sister to, wow, I gave it to God and it's gone. And that's beautiful. And other times forgiveness takes a long time. And I think it's important for us to give ourselves when, when we are the one working on forgiveness to know that sometimes forgiveness takes time and, and that's okay. It's not forgiveness isn't often simple Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to come at it from a place where you're recognizing your ego inside of it and if you can not be defensive so Harriet says to listen without defensiveness is at the heart of a sincere apology and I think we we can all feel that when someone sincerely apologizes and you can even feel even if they don't if they say something or not If they're trying to defend their actions, Mm -hmm. it negates the whole thing. You're like, why did you even apologize to me? Mm -hmm. Uh Mm -hmm. So that sincerity is key. Yep. And yeah, like I said, I feel like I've definitely recognized it in myself when I've given an apology. Because again, it comes from this need of like, but I want you to understand right. why, right. why I did what I, you know what yes. I mean? But, um, but I love that. I, I, for me, a good visual is just the no strings attached. Just like you're saying right. it. I don't need you to forgive me. I, though I would maybe like it. Right. It's like aside from me apologizing. Yeah. Good. And I want to, we, I feel like there's talk, you know, we're talking about apologizing to adults. This also applies so well to kids. So and well, yeah. I want to take just one minute and when I think of apologizing to an adult, there's a lot of things with these rules that I've learned so much about, but specifically with my kids, when we think that, cause as with our own children, we're their teachers, you know, we have this responsibility of, but I need to teach them how they should be acting, you know? So mm-hmm. I think a lot of us, when we apologize to them, it is, but you really can't do that. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, mm-hmm. that drawing on the wall with a crayon. Yeah. No, don't do that. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry for getting impatient, but wow, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. And I, at the thing I've learned the most from this whole conversation is even when we're dealing with children that yes, it is our responsibility to teach them how to behave in the world. We still need to go into what she calls the, the apologizing corner where that's all we're doing in that moment. We're not teaching them or berating them about their actions in that moment we're simply saying i'm sorry for being impatient Mm -hmm. and that's it Mm -hmm. you're putting Mm -hmm. your relationship first instead Mm -hmm. of the teaching first and then in a different time Mm -hmm. totally different time you can go back and say let's do a replay 
you had a crayon in your hand today and you wanted to draw on the wall. Mm -hmm. Next time you want to draw, where are you going to draw? And the kid will say paper because they already knew paper. Right. That's something they already knew. Right. right. And say, and then you can say whatever you want. You know, like we want to keep our house nice. That's how we show we value it by not drawing on walls, whatever you want to say. Mm -hmm. But the apology time is not the time for that. And I like this strikes a chord with me in my heart totally. because I can think of so many times where I have done that to my kids. I've said, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, but you shouldn't do that. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. But don't hit your brother. Well, because I think that's that the natural. <laughs> yeah. I think, well, that's our natural inclination with adults and especially with kids because right. we are trying to do that teaching. I think that's for sure what most of us do, but if we can do it the other way, they learn from our modeling. Yeah. Right? And they yeah. can grow up to be adults who mm -hmm. just take responsibility for their own actions and accountability without overdoing it and taking on everybody else's responsibility because mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. not healthy either. Mm -hmm. Or over apologizing. She actually says people who over apologize for the dumb things usually actually oftentimes aren't even good at apologizing when it really mm -hmm. they need to. So I would love it if my kids could grow up just taking the responsibility for their own action, saying they're sorry, and then releasing the person mm -hmm. without blaming mm -hmm. that person for their actions. And how are they ever going to learn how to do that if I can't do it with them? Mm -hmm. So totally. I love it. So your try this or not is with the over, with the small things, with the over apologizing, consider trying putting in thank you. Thank you for listening to me instead of I'm so sorry for talking, mm -hmm. you know, or thank you for letting me speak instead of. I'm sorry that I'm here. I don't even feel like I'm qualified. Mm -hmm. Things like that. That's something that we can all do that will just change our language, specifically as women, to be a little bit more powerful. But then that is a smaller section to when it comes to actually apologizing. The try this or not is try out saying apologizing for your action, whatever it was, even if it's a small part in the situation, and then releasing the person their reaction, their forgiveness, and just listening to them. And I think uh, that that's going to be really powerful for all of our relationships. So let us know if you try it out at your house, how mm -hmm. it goes. And thank you for joining us for apologies. I was wrong. They are not boring. <laughs> Very relevant. All right, guys, let's find the magic. Brown cows. <laughs>